You're listening to The Poncho Section, conversations about all things media and Mel Brooks. It's a podcast. And here's your hosts, Michael Canfer and Ethan Feldstein. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Poncho Section. Today, you know, it's been a long time since we've done a music episode, so today we're going to get into some music. We've, we want to talk about albums that, that we play through and through and yeah. that are, are really enjoyable, I guess, for in, in a variety of different circumstances. At least that's, that's what I was thinking about today. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking kind of like the perfect album, like the album that you listen to every song. Right, right go through it track by track mm-hmm. yeah there's sometimes though where i'm listening to something and i can i can keep the album on completely if i'm either doing something or i'm going somewhere where it just feels right that it can just kind of power through it oh sure like not even necessarily paying attention to each song mm-hmm. but just kind of letting it go because there are certain ones where you're just like nah i, I can kind of i can cut it here and, and <laughs> go to something else but there are certain ones that you can kind of just keep going and kind of keep going back to it i i feel like for me it, it'll It'll like remind me of something specific or like a specific time oh, sure. in your life that it that it can relate to. Oh yeah, there's yeah. definitely those albums, and there's certain albums that are good for certain situations. Mm-hmm. You have albums that work great while you're just doing BS at work. You have yeah the those great car car ride albums. Yeah, or just lounge, lounging around, like laying in bed and listening to some music. And I I totally agree with you. There's absolutely those albums that you listen to and it'll take you somewhere else yeah well is there ever do you ever go through this has happened to me where i'll have an album that i'll i'll play like the first like three or four songs and then i don't continue oh sure. i stop and then but that's it like i don't know if i've ever heard the rest of the album like it's just like that's as far as i i go i did that once it's this is very weird but i was listening to this drake album years ago okay and i forget that i think it's i think it's the one I'll, I'll remember. I'll remember the name all right. soon. But I would listen to like the first three or four songs of it, and they were all really good. And for whatever reason, I just never continued. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just I feel like I had the first three or four. Yeah. Maybe I thought it's a. It's not something because I'm not like a real Drake fan. Sure, sure. So maybe it's not something I. I kind of didn't have faith in myself to keep continuing. It's like, eh, it's, I've I've gotten this far <laughs> and I had a positive experience. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I feel like. I had that with a Smash Mouth CD when yeah. I was growing up. Yeah. There was the, I mean, granted, I don't know how many other good songs there were I mean, on I, that I album. I only know two Smash Mouth songs. Oh, I'm sorry. No, three. Yeah. I know, I know Walking on the Sun. Mm-hmm. I know All Star. Yeah. And I know the I'm a Believer cover. Oh, okay. So those are the only three I know. So I don't think this album, this album was definitely before Shrek. So it didn't have the I'm a Believer. Okay. It was um, definitely, it was the album with All Star on it. Mm-hmm. So there was that one. I think there was Walking on the Sun. Yeah, I don't know what, maybe there's one other song on that album. But I remember just listening to those, like the hit songs. Yeah. And moving on with the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that seems pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. But there's definitely those albums that they're, I mean, most albums have a hit song here, there, and mm. then there's uh, those albums where even though that song wasn't a hit, you still yeah. It's, I mean, it's a great song. There's those albums that you're puzzled, like why wasn't this song? A why hit song? why wasn't this the single? Yeah, or, yeah. Why wasn't this song like really pushed? Like oh, uh, there's that Gautier album. Yeah. Um, with 
uh, what is it? Somebody I used to know. Yeah, that yeah, was I the big that. hit. And that there were a, a few hit. songs on that album that were actually like really good. And I was like, oh shit, this these songs should have been the ones that are, were getting played on on the radio and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess it's hard to it's hard to find because I always think about that actually with with Daft Punk a lot. Oh. I always think about how they find the singles there because for something like the the newest one, Random Access Memories, mm-hmm. I guess that sort of made sense. That Get Lucky's like. I mean, you heard it, and you're like, this is totally going to be a club hit. Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. But it had other ones on there, too. Yeah. Like, there was that song, Lose Yourself to Dance, and I'm like, this I is... I love that song. I was like, but this, but this song is a perfect song for, like, a club or something. Oh, yeah. But that really never... I don't know if that was ever a radio hit. Yeah, I don't think so. I remember finding that song. Somebody spliced that song with a bunch of footage from Soul Train. Oh, yeah, that works. And Oh, it totally worked. It, it yeah. worked, like, perfectly. I don't know. They, they found a way to sync it up so that the beat worked, like, yeah. perfectly with everybody's dance moves. That was great. There was um Doing It Right. I loved that song. Doing It Right, yeah. And that that's a great song that has, uh, that has Panda Bear. Yep. Yeah, it's it's really, yeah, that's probably one of their best. I mean, that, that album's so good. Yeah, but now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't even put... Daft Punk on my list, and I totally should have because. Um, Which album would you have put though? Why? Oh my God! Why can't I think of the, the name of it? It's it's the big one. Well, um, I would have put Discovery. Discovery. Yeah, Discovery yep. is definitely there. I mean, they all, not so much the one after uh, the one with Robot Rock. Yeah, that was okay. That no, that one's still okay. Human After All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I think is their weakest. I I would agree with that because I like Homework. I think the first album Homework's really good. That had what was it? Did that have um, Around the World? Around the World, and what was that other? Was it did that have Defunk? Or? Yeah, Defunk. Yeah. So yeah, those are great albums. But yeah, Discovery. That's a great album where you could totally and should listen to every single song on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that that's one you just yeah you go through and through. Mm-hmm. I used to do that all the time. And they also I think what leads helps with that a- album is that they did put out i'm pretty positive there's a they have a an animated music video for every song yeah I've so to accompany it so that that i feel like is a, totally an experience you should go through if you have not yeah i'm i'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm trying to backtrack and find out no it's all good it was so i had it in my mind the album was called take care it's that, a was, very, that, that was that a was drake, um, drake that was a drake album we're, we're, we're going back but that was the album i was listening to because it kind of starts out sad. Okay. It's like kind of it's good, and it then has like some catchy, and then it has like the uh, the radio hit, mm-hmm. and then I kind of checked out after that. But it's really <laughs> the beginning of the album is very good. Okay. So I highly recommend listening to the beginning of the album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back to Daft Punk. I hadn't thought about them much either. Yeah. But they totally should run this list. That's no. I mean, th- that's definitely one more so. Dis- yeah, Discovery. I, it's been a long time since I've listened to it through and mm-hmm. through, and I'm trying to think of what situation I would be in. Maybe like in a car trip, that would yeah. be a good one to listen to through and through. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I had a few of those. Like, there's like car trip albums for different types of car trips that will that I can listen to through and through. Mm-hmm. It's also safer, folks, for you know, so you're not going through and changing <laughs> your music. That you is just true. Let it go. That's very true. Yeah. I remember uh, Eric and I, whenever we would take trips when we were back in school, we would listen to Eiffel 65. Yeah. Uh, Europop. That was the album with Blue. Yeah. That's a, a like, just maybe not for nostalgia reasons, but it's just a fun, silly album. And it's really fun to go through that whole album. You know what's funny? This is crazy. I don't know why I remember this, but I actually 
bought that album when I was like 10 because I oh, really, because awesome. I, I liked the song, right? I liked the song, but I didn't know, I didn't know anything else. I was like, this yeah. song's really good. And what did I know? I was 10. You know, fuck you guys for making fun of me now. <laughs> but, but I got it. So, and then I started listening to the other songs. And I was like, okay, like this isn't what I thought, but mm-hmm. I could still sort of get into this. And I was listening to it more and more. And then I brought a friend over. And I was like, here, you got to listen to this, these songs, these other songs. They're really good. And I put it on for my friend. And he basically was just like, like this sucks, man. And we're like, we're like fourth grade. But uh, <laughs> like, he was just like not, not into he it doesn't, at all. He doesn't like that every song starts out with... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to those guys, though? I have no clue. I think I saw a video on YouTube where I guess they were trying to do it in real life without the really cheesy CGI and all that stuff. I guess they they still do shit. I think they're French. I don't know about I don't that. Know. Or maybe, no, Italian. Yeah. They're Italian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what the hell they're up to. That song blue though. That was a big one. Oh yeah. That was a monster. That was everywhere. Hit. I remember hearing it when I was t- 11 or 12 at the time. Did you ever go, did your parents ever bring you to uh, it was around the age when we were go- about to have our bar mitzvahs, and they they had like bar mitzvah conventions. No, I never. I never went. Maybe to Maybe it's of those. a Long Island thing. I so I, I would remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so they had these like weird bar mitzvah conventions where just like they had like vendors essentially trying to I guess sell you on uh, hiring them for the bar mitzvahcation or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, and to be honest, I don't think we hired any, anybody at these events, yeah. but you had everybody from like magicians to, oh, the one thing I do remember, they had those, did you ever did the wax hand sculpture things? No. So you, you dip your, they have you dip your hand in like a bucket of ice to kind of like really cool it down. And then they stick your hand into like this big vat of wax. Yeah. And you hold your hand in there for X amount of time and then you could take your hand out and now you have like a wax hand that you could take home. Oh, that's interesting. Very weird. But I remember that being there. But I also specifically remember on these big screen TVs, they, for like the DJs and the dance crews, they were playing Eiffel 65's Blue. Yeah. On repeat. Oh, no. That'll, (laughs) that's, that's torture. Oh, yeah. That's really bad. (laughs) But it's funny because... I guess like around that time or probably still now, like whatever, like there's like a hit song, like Mm -hmm. they'll play like if you were, if you were a Jewish kid, if you are a Jewish kid now, you know, (laughs) you would go to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs um, and like where we grew up, it was like probably every weekend, right? Yeah. You had the same songs we're playing over and over again. And like maybe right before us was actually Daft Punk was one more time, you know, we're going to celebrate. That That was was like a big one. one. And that kind of, I don't know, I remember like people a year older than me had that a lot because mm-hmm. that was like the new song. But Oh, sure. But our year, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was but there was like a couple. Yeah, I don't remember what our big song was, but I do remember going into, we went into the DJ that we ended up getting and in their lobby they had a TV and on that TV was MTV2 Ooh. back when they used to play music videos and they were playing one more time. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we I didn't have the the convention because my yeah. my parents had their minds made up. About, okay. They like our, my cousin had like a DJ and, and right. he was like really safe and played old people music and they were like we want him, <laughs> we want to make the kids unhappy. So so that's what we did. 
Oh my god, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, but back to albums. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the bar mitzvah episode. Will be a whole nother. Oh yes, yeah, that'll, that'll, be, a whole be, a, that'll be a therapy episode for us. Yeah. So one of the albums that I have, mm-hmm. and for me, it's one of those perfect albums where I would just love to lay out in my bed. And now I kind of actually have slightly a different way of viewing it, only because of the Wizard of Oz. But oh, I know where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, the album is Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. You know, I've actually never done the Wizard of Oz. I've only heard about people do it, singing it up with the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, you definitely got to check it out. The I've wi- never done it. I've heard it called the Wizard of Floyd or Dark Side of Oz. I don't know. I like the Wizard of Floyd better. But uh, when I do it, I, I don't want to do it. I want to have like a couple friends or something. Oh, yeah, totally. I feel yeah. like that's the way to because I've like thought about it. I'll just look it up on YouTube and, and just like kind of do that. But I feel like it's not as much fun. Yeah, it's a fu- definitely a fun experience. I mean, and they have it on youtube so you don't have to worry about trying to sync it yourself what i was gonna take my my record player and just buy <laughs> and my my old vhs of the wizard of oz i mean trying. give it a shot you could try it out i know now i kind of want to do it that way <laughs> so that's <laughs> There's what like a do. specific yeah i think it's on the third roar of the lion that you have to press play is that right that i that's from what from what i recall of i wrote a paper about it so from what i can remember but before doing um all that research and and diving into the the wizard of oz part yeah dark side of the moon i just feel like it's it's one of those perfect albums where you just you really can should listen to the whole thing and i i feel like you have a dis you do yourself a disservice if you don't listen to the whole album all the way through mm-hmm. i mean th- there's there are the singles they yep. released money money right uh there's us and them yeah and this by the way this album came out in 1973 for yeah. those who care yeah uh, it was recorded at abbey studio abbey road studios mm-hmm. and for those who don't know it, the themes are explored like uh conflict greed passage of time and mental illness yeah and it went 15 times platinum yeah and i think it was the longest run running album on the billboard album charts it was like 741 weeks something ridiculous yeah you have the 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 tracks speak to me breathe oh there's that there's that that phone we were worried you know what you know what that was my phone telling me that it's time to play uh trivia hq oh cool for all you so, guys who do that, yeah. even though you're not listening to this at the time yeah, that we're so, recording it, so this is irrelevant. Right. It's almost almost nine o'clock here. So yeah. uh, if somehow you guys have time machines, go back in time right now to go play HQ trivia. Or just you know, it's on twice a day. That's true. You right? can just, you can just wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless something's happened in between. That's this, true. That HQ is completely gone under. Right. But That's true. I can't true. see that happening. Yeah. Back also, to Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of time machines, so they have Speak to Me, Breathe, yeah. On the Run, Time, mm-hmm. The Great Gig in the Sky. Yeah, I love The Great Gig in the Sky. Oh, it's, that, that's always one of my It's favorites. incredible. Yeah. I love, there's this documentary that goes into how they recorded it. And yeah. actually, I'm sorry, there was a documentary about backup singers yeah. or background singers. And they went into the specific woman who sang on that song. Yeah, and yeah. she had no clue what was going on. She was like thinking, this is ridiculous. Like, I have no clue what they want. And I think they like just asked her, like, imagine you are like so heartbroken that yeah. you, you can't even think, you can't even breathe. And I think she gave a few takes. And then on the last one, she just went off. And that's the she take that they used. She just belted it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have a similar story with, oh my God, I can't think of the name of the song. It's by... 
the Rolling Stones. Oh my God, it has that song that rape murder. Yeah, I can't think of the name of the song. Everybody's going to be yelling at me, but there's a similar situation where it was the last take. Yeah, they just said go for it, and she went nuts, and it's an incredible take. Anyway, back to Pink Floyd. Then yeah. there's Money, Us and Them, mm-hmm. Any Color You Like, Brain Damage, and Eclipse. Yeah. And so I was thinking for this whole thing, mentioning what we thought our hot tracks and our sleeper tracks are with mm. regards to like some of our favorite albums. And for me, the hot tracks are obviously like Money and Time. Those mm-hmm. are like the big ones. Those are the ones everybody's heard of. And yeah. then the sleeper track being something that maybe didn't get enough love. So for me, that is Any Color You Like. And that's no lyrics. It's just this trippy song that has incredible guitar and some really cool organ and piano. Right. And I just love it and really recommend checking it out. Now, did Pink, I don't know if this is true because I wasn't around in the 70s, but they didn't really tour that much back then, did they? So I don't recall whether or not they were toured that much for this album. I mm-hmm. do know that there was a lot of touring for the Animals album and then, of course, The Wall. And I remember yeah, yeah. seeing... That's later, though. Yeah, definitely later. I remember seeing a few documentaries that they had a really rough time with touring Animals. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, specifically Roger Waters just was, I don't know, the, the touring experience, and especially performing at large stadium kind of performances just kind of made him feel alienated, which kind of helps contribute to him writing The Wall and then their concept of building up a wall during The Wall concerts. Mm-hmm. So I, But I don't know how much touring they did during this period of time. I would assume it was a fair amount, but I, I honestly am not sure. Yeah, that's something like I don't know because nowadays you kind of have to tour. Oh, totally. Like, I feel like there was more of an option then because you're selling so many albums, you're like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Kind of hang back if we want. <laughs> if we don't want to be performers, right? Although I guess I'm wondering. I would assume they would probably still have to tour a good amount because there was no thing such thing as social media or YouTube or any other way that people could really listen or or see these bands perform. Besides, I guess going to the show and and yeah, and buying the album. Yeah, of course. Um, course but but the album sold though yeah definitely the album's definitely sold at that time so yeah yeah, for money wise they uh, it was more on the the album sales yeah i just haven't heard much about them like touring back i just haven't seen many like live things you know i've seen live stuff of like other bands where not to put down like i love pink floyd but there was never like 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 we were just talking before the podcast started and, and this is they're not related at all but talking about the doors Oh, and, yes. like, you've seen, like, Jim Morrison performances. You've seen, like, that. Yeah. You know, you've seen videos. You don't really see. And Pink Floyd doesn't have that. They're, they're not that same type of band. They're, they're <laughs> a very different type of band. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Yeah. I should look into that. But also, I, I did mention briefly animals in, in this in, relating to Pink Floyd. And I didn't want to go into it because, I mean, it is, I feel like, another perfect album. But it, it only has, I think, five songs on it. Yeah. So it's not really, I think, a fair comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, although the songs are, like, some of them are 17 minutes long. Um, and I definitely recommend checking out animals. But I just didn't want to necessarily bring them up for that reason. Didn't think it was fair. But yeah. yeah, what what about you? Do you have like an album specifically in that situation where you just like to relax, lay down, close your mm-hmm. eyes, kind of take you somewhere? Um, I guess it depends. I mean, I, I was thinking a lot about this, and it, and for different different times, different reasons. But I, I think one that kind of for me, and this is going this is going back, but 
and then this could be the same thing for a lot of people that sort of bridges uh i mean you have like different different situations whether or not you're hanging out you're just kicking back mm-hmm. or you're driving or whatever it is for me pet sounds oh pet sounds can kind of it can kind of function in many different ways sure so i would say that one it kind of it's i mean obviously it's one for me that i can listen to through and through with no no problem mm-hmm. and it's weird because i don't know how much and, and maybe like maybe i just just because of my my limited knowledge like i don't know how much the order matters i think it does in certain songs like i think the opening track wouldn't it be nice i think that's a good opening track <laughs> sure because it it just it kind of I don't know. It's like one that everyone loves and just gets you and it's really good. Mm-hmm. And, but then it ends, it ends with Caroline No, which is a really like sad song. Really? Yeah. That's an interesting and, choice for them to yeah, end it with. But it's really good. But then it ends like with like sounds. It has like, it has, there's a sound like a train and then it's, dogs barking it's actually brian <laughs> wilson's dogs like barking oh, okay. at the end <laughs> so it just like yeah it had like that you know experimental kind of element to it sure but a lot of the stuff in the middle like i'm just i'm looking at it now just to mm-hmm. remind myself that the uh, god only knows which is you know considered their like best song you know it's it's been rated like the best song of the 60s and oh, like wow. a lot of different lists that's like the centerpiece you know, it's okay. like a right. Well, this, yeah, it's I mean it's it's song number eight of thirteen. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, you know, pretty much in the center. So that's just, I don't know. That's interesting to me. Like I, I think that that actually that makes sense. But like, there's certain the there's no. I don't want to say there's no flow to it because there is in the way where you can listen to it through and through. Yeah. But there isn't like a reason like there are certain albums where you're like, oh, you know why like why it goes here and then this goes here and sure. then this goes here. Kind of they all like flow into each other. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean the one song has to end while the other one starts up because, you know, sometimes that happens. Right, right. And that's just that's nice. It doesn't have to do that, though. Huh, that's, yeah. That's an interesting thing that I I, I wouldn't think about uh, on, on first glance. Whether or not the band has like a specific idea when it comes to the order, if they want it to be like, hey, look, there's a clear order going on here, or mm-hmm. it's kind of more free flow in the the way that Pet Sounds is. Yeah, I mean, I think the the first it starts off like in the in the right way, where like mm-hmm. the first again, it's like the first few songs where, wouldn't it be nice? Is like a great, you know, it's a it's a great way to kick it off. Totally. And then the next song, you still believe in me, is is a little softer. Okay. You know, Brian Wilson, the lead. And because, again, the Beach Boys, if you don't know, like, it, at least during that time, it would switch off leads. Like, it would be Brian Wilson, and then Mike Love would be the lead and some of the others. Like, it would just kind of go back and forth. Sure, okay. And then, some, and then again, that, that also changed with God Only Knows was Carl Wilson, which a lot mm. of people don't know. That it did not? Yeah. Like, he did, Brian Wilson didn't sing that one because he's just thought Carl's voice would was more suitable for that song. Yeah. That was it. So, and then that's kind of when they started changing things up a little bit. Sure. It used to be just strictly like Brian Wilson, Mike Love. That's how they did it. Yeah. Like they'd go back and forth. So, okay. So the second song was You Still Believe in Me. And then, then the third song was That's Not Me. And that's with, and that's Mike Love. At, mm-hmm. So like all those, so like it, it kind of, there is like a nice balance there. I know I'm not maybe not explaining this in the best way, but then 
like as it goes on, I just I feel like there's no reason for for the order. Like mm-hmm. at, like the next one after that is is the song "Don't Talk," and that's just Brian Wilson. That's just like him by himself. Hmm. Um, which again is same with Caroline. No, so it kind of ends with him by himself. Right. So I, I wonder why they they decided to place it. I'd be curious to know like why the songs were yeah. placed in a certain way. So I'm not as familiar with this album mm-hmm. now. So how would you describe the the changing in each song? Does it kind of go from uh, a more energetic kind of song to a sad song? Yeah. And like how how is that flow? I, I would say like that's that's kind of what it is. It's kind of mm-hmm. like up and down a lot. Okay. It's like hilly. Where where I guess that makes sense. Where you don't want to have like a couple sad song followed right. by you know like it that sort of that makes sense but then there's like instrumentals you know mm-hmm. there's just purely instrumentals like the song let's go away for a while which comes right before sloop john b so it's like which was like a big hit at okay. the time so but the, i love the instrumental ones like they're really good and it's kind of funny because it involves none of the beach boys because wait the, really no because they're all it, it was all um this group the the wrecking crew who was like the, oh yeah okay so it was all i mean it was really all them because like no one because really the beach boys were just singing mm-hmm. i mean that's really what it was at at least for the recording yeah oh, because wow. you had all the because they recorded all that stuff like beforehand all mm-hmm. like the like the vocals came afterwards sure like brian wilson sat with like all the guys and he like told you know he was the composer really Right, right. And he told him, and then he brought in the guys like after they came back from that's from cool. the tour, and they were like, "Here, I got your, I got it right here." And they were like, "Oh, this is garbage. This will never sell." And, and uh, then it did. Well, it, it didn't. Um, well, this first. album you're saying? Yeah, it didn't at first. It wasn't like a popular album. It, oh, wasn't, it became a hit like later on. That that I always find on. interesting. So like at the time, it was kind of like at least for them because they mm-hmm. had been so successful with. Just I feel like I'm going into Beach Boys history here. No, but, go for it. <laughs> but they, but at the time, like they had such big hits with like Surfing USA and Fun Fun Fun. All those kind of songs were like they were really fun, like big hits. Mm-hmm. And like Brian Wilson just got tired of doing that. He didn't want to do that anymore. Even though those were the big hits, he wanted to do what he really wanted. Sure. And then, and then at the you know, at the same time, like didn't get the same kind of commercial success originally. But again, like by today's standards, like it would have been great. Right. Wasn't this around the time that I think the Beatles were also starting to experiment as well? Well, they that was like sort of the reason. Like mm-hmm. apparently, I think it was Paul McCartney. After Pet Sounds came out, he was just like, "We got to fucking do something." Oh, so it was the other way around. Yeah, they they because that so that's what happened. <laughs> Pet Sounds came out and they're like, oh, like he said, like this is the best thing ever. Like he, he wow. said, or he said, I think he specifically he said, God only knows was like the best song he'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. And then the next year they came out with Sergeant Pepper's. Like okay. that's that's kind of what happened. So there's always like that that thing between. It's like what people have the thing like Pet Sounds or Sergeant Pepper. Like it's mm-hmm. all, there's always like this back and forth. And there's there's people who who. Are are like very specific about which sides they're on, and you know, actually, come to think of it, Sergeant Pepper too. That's another album to listen to through. That's and through. true. That's a great one. Now that I think about, it, I mean, it, it it's sad to say, I don't think I have listened to the whole thing all the way through. I've oh, li- yeah. probably may have listened to every song, mm-hmm. but not in like you a single probably setting. Probably have. Yeah, not in like a single like setting where just like listening to the whole album through. Now, all right, that now I have my homework for tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's. But honestly, that's a great one. I, yeah. You know, 
I like both albums. I like mm-hmm. Sgt. Pepper and Pet Sounds. I prefer Pet Sounds if I'm going to choose a side. Yeah. But, yo, they're both great. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, I have on, on my list, I have a band that I love this album, but the rest, the other albums that they've come out with, I've always just been kind of meh. Okay. I have, I never really liked. So I, I, after, after this, I'm curious if you have a, a, a similar kind of situation. And uh, for, for this one, I have In Excess with mm-hmm. the album Kick. Okay. And I just love this album. And I, I actually only just got into this band maybe a few years ago. Yeah. Um, they're from the 80s. They're from Australia. Uh, this album came out in 87. Yeah. Recorded at Rhinoceros Recordings and Studio La Grande Armée. I don't know. Maybe, okay. Maybe it's, it's France or something. Okay. Um, it's their sixth studio album. It's their most successful one. It went six times platinum. Okay. And they had four top U.S. singles, New Sensation, uh-huh. Never Tear Us Apart, Devil Inside, and Need You Tonight. Right. Uh, that wasn't their only singles. They had Need You Tonight with Meditate being the B-side. Okay. Then Devil Inside came out. Then New Sensation with Guns in the Sky as their B-side, Never Tear Us Apart, and then finally Mystify with Kick being their B-side. Okay. So, and then the whole track list is Guns in the Sky, New Sensation, Devil Inside, Need You Tonight, Med- me- wait, Mediate, not Meditate. Did I say mm. Meditate before? I think so. I meant to say Mediate. Mediate, okay. Uh, then The Loved One, Wildlife, Never Tear Us Apart, Mystify, Kick, Calling All Nations and Tiny Daggers. And this album is just, I think it's just great. It's one of those where it's kind of, there are some cheesy 80s moments, yeah. sure, but it's kind of still rocking and mm. it just works. Like it's one of those albums that just works. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have those great hits. You have New Sensation, Devil Inside, Need You Tonight, Never Tear Us Apart. Those are like the big ones. And I would say those are my hot tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and actually, I wanted to ask what your hot tracks and sleeper tracks for for the Beach Boys are. Um, mm. And then for my sleeper track, I'd say it was the, even though it was the title track of the album, and it was a, it came out as a B side, "Kick." Yeah, I think that's such an underrated song. It, I feel like it should be just as good as the other big ones. It's got this like very. It starts out with um, kind of like a swell of sound, and it just builds, builds, mm-hmm. builds, and then bam. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's just so good. I'm thinking I definitely want to for for our after show post a, a few uh, of videos of like our favorite songs from these like albums. Yeah, yeah. And In Excess has this absolutely incredible performance at Wembley Stadium, mm-hmm. and the, it just like it takes the these hits. And almost like every song on this album is a hit and it just takes it to another level. So I definitely would recommend that. Yeah. And and so this was like you're saying this was the album, like the other the other albums yeah. you couldn't really I've tried listening to their other stuff and yeah. I don't know, for some reason it just doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe this was just the right elements at the right time when this album came out. They were yeah. all maybe had the, I don't know, the right influences. Maybe they worked with the right people in the recording studio. Yeah. Maybe, the, I don't know, maybe the this was some of uh, Michael Hutchins' best writing and yeah. uh, lyrical, I mean, lyrically. I mean, it's it's hard. You have one good album. It's mm-hmm. really hard to keep that keep that going. Yeah, and I mean, it took them a while. Like, they, they, this was their sixth album in the in 
uh, in the eighties. I believe I'm, I think they started out in the early eighties mm-hmm. when they were like sixteen or eighteen. So they they were pretty young, and they put out a bunch of albums. So I've I've listened to that, and it looks like it all the five previous maybe helped make this one so good but i just i don't know there's something about it i don't don't particularly like their earlier stuff nor yeah. their i think they after they have a, an album where they have another big hit suicide blonde mm-hmm. and i don't know I, it's a big hit but i'm not really a big fan yeah well you know it's it's tough like i said it's tough to like to keep that that going for a while I was yeah. I was actually just reading this article today by someone and he was saying he was basically talking about he was using music actually he was actually talking about albums which is interesting that we're talking about this today <laughs> but saying how artists will come out with something that's like a huge hit and then we'll have to like decide like which path they want to take and right. if they want to keep re- like putting everything into it and just risk like not caring about fame or recognition just being like this is what i want to put out or whether they're tailoring their sound to like what's current Mm -hmm. where you've seen that a lot with certain certain bands and he gave the example of like of like aerosmith and i mean there's other one u2 is a great example okay sure Where u2 like i love early u2 Mm -hmm. Uh, 80s stuff is really good like joshua tree yeah 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 that's a that's an incredible album. That should yeah. be on this list. That's yeah. I mean, that's great stuff. Amazing. But like now, like the one they put out yeah. where like everyone got it on their iPhone. Oh, I don't even think like, I listened to a single like, song. Like, I mean, well, I actually used to, there's one song that's like really bad and has this awful bass line. <laughs> and I used to use it as my alarm clock because, <laughs> because I'd want to shut it off quickly. That's so, amazing. So yeah, so that was good. But, but I wouldn't, but again, like they're, but they're a great example of, like, yeah, that's of a, a really band good. that's that's tried to like they're they're still doing well, but they've mm-hmm. I feel like they've alienated people, but also have enough of a strong base if that makes sense, where they're yeah. able to still like do really well. I feel like a good example of that is Maroon Five. Yeah, their early stuff was. Mu- I mean, I was never a huge Maroon Five fan, but their earlier stuff, I've heard p- some people be like, "Yeah, their that first album was great. It was yeah. like really good stuff." And like over the years, it's just more and more poppy, kind yeah, of like just garbage. Yeah. Well, it's well, they're kind of a weird example because I agree, but really, it's really become it's that guy. It's Adam Levine. Yeah, yeah. it's him <laughs> where it's not the rest of the band is kind of just like I mean, they've got to be thrilled. They're like, "Fuck, I mean, this guy's kind of making our careers great." Yeah. I feel bad for the drummer cuz I feel like he's just been completely replaced by like an 808 machine. Yeah, well, I don't know if he's making money, he's, he's doing all yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I but hope, he, I hope he is. But like, I I always forget that there's still a band. Even I always just think it's just him. I That's just think, true. Like, yeah. He, he I, I always forget. Like, why does he even have the band still? Yeah. To I mean, be honest, like, why does he even just be? I mean, maybe I don't know. Because if he came out today and said, and he just said, like, I'm just gonna be Adam Levine now, people would be fine with it. Yeah. Because he'd still be popular. Like, right. He's not like they're not like they're not like dragging him down. <laughs> I, I don't know. He was able to do the. Uh, it, it was as if. Justin Timberlake was still able to remain with NSYNC. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, let's, we'll, we'll circle back. Let's circle back. What was your, what would you say is your hot track and sleeper track for Pet Sounds? For Pet Sounds, okay. That's a good question. Because, 
I mean, we know. So I'm gonna leave out. You know, we have. Um, wouldn't it be nice? Mm-hmm. And God only knows. And I'll leave out. And Sloop John B too is like was like a big song. I think of the time. Um, but if the sleeper, I would actually say the sleeper track is, and this is weird. Let's go away for a while, which is the instrumental. It's okay. a great, it's, it's just, it's a great instrumental track and it's really, yeah, it's just a nice one to listen to when you're going for like a walk on a nice day. Awesome. It's like a very nice track and the hot track. That's, that's a tough one because there's, there's a couple. I really like, um, I just wasn't made for these times. Hmm. Yeah, I would say that's pro because that's just like a really I don't know that's just like a really strong track because okay. it's got like a really because I just like the the message of like someone thinking like they were just born in the wrong time because I feel like that's something people think about all the time. Oh, totally. And I I think that just kind of resonates with a lot of people, so I like <laughs> that. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with that actually. Right. I'm gonna say that because that that because I think just because that that's uh, song just. Uh, resonates but overall though there's so many good ones like i can't yeah it's hard to kind of pick apart because people because well people gravitate towards god only knows and wouldn't it be nice so i'd say yeah i just wasn't made for these times hot track awesome hot track excellent <laughs> so do you happen to have like a band that was similar to for me to in excess where you love one album and the rest of it just doesn't do it for you Ooh, that's a good question i mean there's ones there's bands that yeah i've tried or like i well, it's not the same. I I would say so. I love the band Interpol. Okay. And and I actually think if you're a fan of Interpol and if you're a fan of the Strokes, I think this relates to you too, because they ha- they actually have a similar kind of trajectory, where they both were had huge albums in the early two thousands. Um, the Strokes came out with um, Is This It in two thousand one. Okay. And two thousand. Two, Interpol came out with Turn On The Bright Lights, which are both monster hits and both from big New York bands. They were very like New York, nice. early 2000s rock and both very different though in their, in their sound and because Interpol is much darker mm-hmm. and both the, and, and the thing there is like those albums, like for me, I, I like both, but I'm more of an Interpol fan personally. Okay. And I turn on the bright lights is one of my favorites, and I actually I have that I actually have that on vinyl. Oh, nice! And and listen, and I can always listen to that through and through mm-hmm. all the time. And I would say maybe not for every situation, only because sometimes you just don't want to hear something that dark. It's, it's very dark. <laughs> so, I feel you. Yeah, but but it's but when it's right, it's really right. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say because there's I really like their second album too, so maybe it's it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it was the same thing with the Strokes. The Strokes had a good follow up too, not not in the same way, but like as good as a follow up as you're gonna do. And that was sure. the same thing with Interpol. They did as good as a follow up as they were gonna do. It wasn't the same. It was a little different, but it still kept in there. And then, but then since then, so then the second album was Antics. Okay. Interpol's second album right. was Antics. Interpol. After that, the albums became inconsistent mm-hmm. to this day, where like they have a new one coming out, and I'm like, all right, you know. <laughs> It's like they'll have a few good songs, but yeah. like scattered. And it's just, it's not. That's annoying. It's not the same, but the strokes are the same exact way. Where yeah. like na- like after, like they came out in, I remember when their album First Impressions of the Earth, I think it's called, mm. came out in 2006. 
And again, Interpol, like a year later, came out with their third album. Like they're on the same sure. path. Like like the opening track on, I think it's the opening track, You Only Live Once on Going to the Strokes. Okay. Really good. Really strong, kind of like the old sound. And then they had that single Juice Box, which they even play on SNL. And that song is fucking garbage. <laughs> it's just, and it, it's like not them, and it's it's weird. Yeah. But to be honest, like the, I didn't, the Interpol album, they came out with Our Love to Admire was their third album. And it had like a couple, like a couple of good songs here and there. Like they had like some good single and, but then there were just like some songs that were in there that were just kind of like, sort of like throwaways. But there was nothing, there was, I, I wouldn't say there was anything in there that was like, fuck this song. Yeah. Where there was like that with the strokes, I can honestly say like on that third album, I was like, this song fucking sucks. <laughs> like, why is this even here? Don't buy it, folks. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, they're the closest because there are other albums where like I've liked an album, but mm-hmm. like, it's not, it, it's not like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um, there was an album by this, uh, you know, there was an album. Did you know the band Born Ruffians? They're still around. They, I've heard of that band. Yeah. Their first album was really good. So, I used, uh, so I'll say I used to listen to that like through and okay. through. That was really good. And then after that, I did listen to the second album mm-hmm. because I like was giving it more of a chance because like critics and everyone else was like shitting on it completely. And I was like <laughs> giving it more of a chance that it was okay. But that, uh, but then since then, like they just kind of fizzled fizzled away yeah. they were they were kind of do that they were kind of the competition with uh, uh vampire weekend there oh, okay you there you go you know a band has something like that uh kings of leon they oh, had yeah. um oh my god why can't i think of the name of the album it's the one that had like the big hits like sex on fire yeah but their fir- the first song of that album is called closer mm-hmm. and it's Incredible! I love that song. I it's know not, Keith it, loves it. It's not the uh, the Chainsmokers closer. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. But so yeah, that's. I mean, that album is great. And then all their other albums have just been kind of crap. Yeah. Damn. Uh, now this is get your shit together, Kings of Leon. No, you know it's funny. There are other bands where I've I I I feel kind of like I do have an album that I like, mm-hmm. but like I didn't really give the other stuff a chance. You know what I mean? So I didn't even like try. Okay. So I kind of feel bad. Like I really liked that one album by uh, by Wolf Parade that came out in two thousand five. Apologies to Queen Mary. It's great, and I used to listen to that like when I would go on runs because it's like really got like a okay, poppy nice. kind of. It's really good, and I've heard like the other stuff's good. I've heard, but it's like not as good as that one. And I just mm-hmm. really never gave anything else a chance because I was like, I just really like this one. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. I don't need to branch outside of it. I don't know. I don't know why I feel that way for certain things, but I don't know. Yeah, I just that one was like, eh, yeah. I'll just keep it. This will be like my, my running. Yeah, and I used to have that too. Now I'm thinking, you know that band Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guys, the album. I'm sorry. Uh, the the lead singer of that band, Nate something Nate Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, him. Um, Nate Ru- Ruiz or Ruse, I think. Ruse. Maybe yeah. Ruse is the... Yeah. yeah. So Nate Ruse, he he did... Um, he had a band before oh, called really? The Format that I used to listen to in high school. Huh. And they weren't as... They were big, but like they weren't like as big as he is sure. now. And they had this album, and I I think it's called Interventions and Lullabies. <laughs> I, could, I, I could be totally wrong on that. I used to listen to that when I would go running because I would go running in high school. Yeah. And like I would just always put that on. And they might have had another album. I don't know. But like I just <laughs> listened to that. And I didn't really listen to much 
like a fun at all, but I just like yeah. that album. I would just like go, I could just, it had that kind of uh, thing to it. That's, I think that's important for me is if I'm doing like running or some kind of sure. exercise need to have like a, an album that's at least upbeat enough. And that is, and that I can, that can keep going without me having to skip anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's cool. The the album that I have here is, I know it's one that you really like. And for me, it's one that I've, listen to it a thousand times over and over again and that is songs from the big chair yes by tears for fears yes and i know you love that album i love that album. album it's it's incredible it's so good i get excited when when i'm listening to the radio and songs come on <laughs> oh totally yeah like, i get really excited when head over heels comes on because oh. that song to me never gets old oh no yeah it's gorgeous it's, yeah. it's such a good song there was actually in an episode of you and you watch the show glow Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in an episode where, and it works because it, it, that song can work in so many different situations. It's this girl is. Um, I'm not really spoiling anything if you're, you know, if you're concerned about this. And there, so this girl, she's ordering pizza because she has a crush on the pizza delivery guy. She keeps oh, ordering yes. pizza from him, and and he shows up and like as he's walking, he's got like the '80s like hair, <laughs> and that, and the song starts playing. Yeah, and then, and then he opens the oh, door, that, and it's like it like the song works. That really totally well. works. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. This album is just so good. And it's it's pretty, it's somewhat different from their other stuff. I've listened to a few other stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is a good example of another band that like, I mean, I don't say I hate their other stuff. I do really like some of their, their other albums. Um, there's one where uh, Roland, uh, it's after, uh, uh, was it Kurt Smith? After uh-huh. he leaves, Roland does, uh, I guess, not necessarily a solo album, but an album without him. And that's a really good album as well. But this album, so uh, Songs from the Big Chair. And then this is, I grabbed a quote from Kurt Smith. He's the mm. bassist and singer. He does, um, his voice is very prominent on Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Yeah. So he says, the title was my idea. It's a bit perverse, but then you've got to understand our sense of humor. The big chair idea is from this brilliant film called Sybil about a girl with 16 different personalities. She'd been tortured incredibly by her mother as a child, and the only place she felt safe, the only time she could really be herself, was when she was sitting in her analysis chair. She felt safe, comfortable, and wasn't using her different faces as a defense. It's kind of an up yours to the English music press who have really fucked us up for a while. This is us now, and they can't get us anymore. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty strong. Yeah, and I can kind of see it, especially if if you have not seen, I know you have, but if you have not seen the Spotify. Oh, yeah. When their performance with Spotify, yeah. it's it's absolutely incredible. And they do like a little bit of like a, a storyteller's kind of thing going on where they tell you a little bit about the songs. And they were saying how their producer was kind of really sh- showing them a lot of what was going on in American pop at the time. Mm-hmm. And I guess their older stuff was more British kind of pop stuff. And so they were saying like they were listening to Bruce Springsteen and a lot of other things, things like that. And while they're not like Bruce Springsteen, they were using that, that kind of like songwriting as, uh, as kind of like an inspiration. And yeah. I feel like you could totally see that in some of the songs. I mean, so you have incredible songs. You have the singles, which are Mother's Talk, mm-hmm. Shout, yeah, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Head Over Heels, and it came out a little later, I Believe, which is also on that album, which is just an incredible song. And it's literally almost, I think, every song 
was a was a it was a hit. It was a single. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, pretty much every song on that album. Every so the the songs in the album you have shout. You have mm-hmm. the working hour. Yeah. Everybody wants to rule the world. Mother's talk. I believe broken. Head over heels with broken like a, a reprise. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then listen. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I think of all those songs. I think shout actually was like the biggest. I want to say it was the biggest hit of all of them. I would think so, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of funny because people like don't... It, it's just funny that Shout became the biggest hit because there's also the other Shout. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's like couldn't be any more different. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> One is about partying and yeah. the other one's being about fed up with shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... it's that, that is funny, but there there's so many good songs in this album and I wish I could get paid... F- for the amount of times that I've listened to this album, because I would be a very wealthy man, mm-hmm. but it's it's so good, it's so good. What what would you say your, is your favorite song on this album? I mean, I've always been a fan of Head Over Heels. Okay, that, yeah. That that for me, just like I don't know why, I just think it's such a it's such a pretty song, mm-hmm. and I I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just I feel like, and like I was saying before, it works in so many different situations, <laughs> yeah, definitely, and it could be it, it could be used in so many different ways. Absolutely. I mean, I I feel like I bounce between that song and Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Yeah, yeah. Between which one I like the most. I mean, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, like, lyrically is, is really, oh, really yeah. strong. It, that, it's great. Um, I mean, and uh, the musicianship on these these songs are just, out of the, like, incredible. They're so I, good. I, I mean, love, and there, there's I a little... I love his voice. I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Their voices are, are incredible. Uh, it, there's a little bit of a, 80s cheesiness yeah, to it, but, but it, it works. It. Yeah, it works, it works so really well. well. Yeah, yeah. For me, the, um, the sleeper track, I would say, is The Working Hour. Yeah. I think that's a that's a song that, I mean they they've even admitted uh, at during the the Spotify performance that that's the song that even though it wasn't a, one of their hits it wasn't a single, it's one of the songs that gets requested most when they perform. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that Spotify thing was cool, and yeah, you guys should definitely check that out because it just shows how, I mean, they how good they still sound. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they've barely lost anything. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just interesting how, how it's got to be weird as a musician to, to like, as years go, you're still a band, years go by, and you're no longer, it's very hard to have the staying power mm-hmm. that a Springsteen has. Like, he's really, like, there's very few guys that yeah. are able to do that. And because you think about, like, all these classic people, a lot of them, I mean, some like a lot of them are dead, but a lot of yeah. them are actually still around. But they're just not playing the big venues anymore. They're not yeah. as as popular just because the the styles change, things change. I don't know. It's just really fascinating yeah. to me how that happens. Well, I, I got a perfect example of that. We have you you mentioned Springsteen. Yeah, um, there aren't many I think like that. Like that. Like we have the Rolling Stones as well, who still somehow do it. Yeah. Um, and then the next person on my list is Billy Joel. Yeah. And yeah. he's still cranking them out, every, like those uh, the garden shows. Yeah, but his thing is pretty great because he, at, you know, at this point, he's like, I'm not making any new music. No. Like, I'm done, yeah. but I'll, I'll perform. I'll come, like, I'm, yeah. I live in New York. I'll come do the garden whenever oh, you totally. want. Like, What's funny is he has, like, great, great he's, deal. He's got this really incredible piano where he can uh, change it up so that he'll play the same thing that he played like 20 30 years ago mm-hmm. but because of old age like you're kind of saying like it put takes a toll on you 
Yeah. And he can't sing some of the songs in the same register. Yeah. So he's able to like punch something into his piano and he can play in the same like area without it having to change much up and it'll fix the register that he's now in. Yeah. I, that, I mean, that's cool. I, I just think, <laughs> I think he's doing it exactly right though. Oh yeah. Like as, you know, if you want to keep performing anyway, like that's Absolutely. the way to do I it. I think he just hit like 50th show or something yeah. like that at the garden. Yeah. Something ridiculous. I mean, one day he'll, and I guess Elton John's doing that now where he's like, yeah, he's final, doing his farewell. Farewell. Which who knows if it, I mean, right. it probably is, honestly. He's pretty, yeah. Pretty Although, um, what uh, Phil Collins did, I think, a few farewell yeah. concerts. No, really, guys, this time I mean it. This uh, time I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for Billy Joel, like, I think that'll be like, a, well, eventually he'll be like, all right, like, this is going to be my last one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got nothing to prove. He's got plenty of money now. But I think it's, I think it's good, though. I think it's actually admirable that he stopped making albums. Yeah, I mean, I think he he at least stopped doing like the big kind of albums because I think yeah. for a little while he wanted he just went off and started write like composing like classical style music. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, do do it as do whatever you want. But I think he probably went in it without with the mindset of like this is not I'm not searching for the the top forty stations with this this album. Well, yeah, and. That's not to say, like, if you want, like, obviously, if, like, an artist wants to keep doing that, if, like, they really want to, then, like, what am I to say? Let's stop <laughs> right. doing it. It's just, like, are you, I, 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 sometimes I'm not sure, like, if it's, like, is it be their creative output or are they just, like, doing it to appease somebody? Right. And I, I, I sort of feel like that, that way. Like, even, like, Brian Wilson now, like, he, like, a couple years ago came out with, like, an album that is, like, garbage. <laughs> and he had, like, duets on it. And, like, oh, that's really? what he wanted to do. And, like, I saw this, like, interview with him. And he was just, like, he called, the album's called No Peer Pressure. But, like, a peer, like a, like mm. a, you know, beach. And <laughs> his, his, like, joke was, like, I called it No Peer Pressure because nobody was pressuring me to make it. And I'm, like, oh, okay. But, like why did you make it but he he had a bunch of like newer yeah. artists like oh, okay. sing duets which is kind of kind of nice yeah and i think like at the same time he seemed just like happy to be in the record he likes being yeah. in the recording studio like that's what he wants to do he should come out with a new disney album yeah and he did an album of of <laughs> disney covers and it's not that bad his covers <laughs> are not bad all right, if, you, if you're into Disney songs, Brian Wilson's uh, Disney covers albums not so terrible. But <laughs> but when he tours, he doesn't do those songs. Like he doesn't do the the songs like the, No Peer Pressure. The new ones, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he does. Although now, actually, I just saw a thing. He's going to be touring like with the Beach Boys Christmas album, like during <laughs> Christmas. I think it's kind of interesting. Okay. But for a while, he was like doing like a Pet Sounds tour. Yeah, you know, and and I think that's that's kind of cool because like that's what that's fun for him and like mm -hmm. that's what people want to hear you yeah know? well you know i saw jethro tull a few years back yeah and unfortunately ian anderson decided not to necessarily play all the hits yeah he was playing a lot of like the newer stuff oh interesting. which i think the audience and myself included weren't wasn't too thrilled about it. i mean because you want to hear like the, i didn't the, even know jethro tull had new stuff so i you know oh yeah it's yeah. like it's weird yeah, so I like forgot stuff. about them. Yeah, know. I got them on my list, but I don't want to talk about them right now. I want to talk about <laughs> Billy Joel here. And for me, for Billy Joel, The Stranger mm -hmm. is that perfect album. That's mm -hmm. an album where, again, like every song is a hit. Every yeah. song is incredible. I got it. I, of course, I have info, info about it because 
Why wouldn't I? It was released in 1977, recorded at A&R Recording Inc. Mm-hmm. This is his fifth studio, and uh, the album was a critical and commercial breakthrough for him. And it remains his best-selling non-compilation album to date. Uh, from wow. a lyrical standpoint, each song is kind of like a storytelling kind of thing. It's not exactly a concept album, although I have seen in, in interviews people have said in the past it kind of feels like a concept album yeah. where it kind of seems like a story of of this guy just going through life and i actually kind of like get that feeling when i listen to this album yeah so you have the singles just the way you are moving out anthony's song only the good die young vienna and this was that it had uh she's always a woman mm-hmm. as the b-side and then finally, The Stranger. And those yeah. are the singles. And the entire album is Moving Out, Anthony's Song, The Stranger, Just the Way You Are, Scenes from an, an Italian Restaurant, Vienna, Only the Good Die Young, She's Always a Woman, Get It Right the First Time, and Everybody Has a Dream. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, that, that Those are the hits, though. Like, yeah. Like- I'd say, like, I don't know, seven, eight out of nine are hits on this yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 ridiculous. It's like the Billy Joel people know. Oh yeah, yeah. That and like if you threw Piano Man. I was gonna into say this, Piano Man. Yeah, that's the only it. song that's missing from this this album. That yeah. Uh, but it's it's just crazy, and I I have for the hot tracks nearly everything, and the only one that I feel like doesn't get as much love, which I would I guess fit into the sleeper, would be She's Always a Woman. Yeah. And there's an incredible uh, version of it. There's. It's in one of his compilation albums. It's a live version. Mm. And I don't know how, he, where exactly it's recorded. It sounds like it's a small, intimate kind of uh, situation. Mm-hmm. But it just, it's an incredible, like, take of it. And so I think it's just literally just him on the piano there. No backup mm. uh, band or anything. It's, it's so good. What? This is totally, I mean, it's, it's on the topic of Billy Joel. Yeah. But I'm just curious. What's your opinion of Uptown Girl? So I'm always curious about what people think of that song. Yeah, I could live without it. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't mind it. I think it's. Yeah. An, I think it's an okay, catchy song. And okay. I remember the music video is really cheesy, where he's like dancing at the gas station. <laughs> but it's like you know, it's like a fun song. Eighties Billy Joel's weird. It's weird, but it's like you know, what? <laughs> I could. I could dig it. All right, but, fair uh, enough. But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't fit into this. But uh, no. I'm just always curious about Uptown Girl. Yeah, people. People have. Most people don't like it. <laughs> Most Billy Joel fans like don't like it. That's fair. Yeah. Now I'm thinking we can go in two different ways. One, yeah. I, I have a, a few more, and I feel like we could probably keep talking. So I'm wondering, do we want to do a part two? Yeah, I think maybe we can, we can definitely compile this into a part two. Excellent. Because there's a lot more to talk about. And now I'm realizing, too, about certain albums that I've, like what I was saying before about um, Wolf Parade, for example, where mm-hmm. I've only listened to, I haven't listened to the other stuff. Yeah. And there's a, I feel like I need to, there's like things I can break down to different categories. Yeah. And also another thing too, where there's, I've had bands where I really don't, I like most of their albums through mm-hmm. and through. And there's really maybe one or two that I just, that aren't as strong, but like I can listen to most through and through. Yeah. So I, I do have a few of those. Yeah, I think and I want to and I, and and I think that's that's something special too because that's like a very that's a rare thing to have such definitely. longevity and I think there's it, it depending on again it depends on if you're actually a fan of the band. Right. But I think a good example and we can bring this up a part 2 would be Radiohead. Okay. Where they've 
and and also where they've been this band too that doesn't seem to give a shit about what the masses want and they just want to do their thing and it works every time Mm -hmm. it actually works their albums they really haven't had a badly reviewed album they've had one maybe that was like not as strong okay but still really good yeah so that yeah that's definitely something i want to hear your thoughts on that because i'm yeah. not a big radiohead fan but granted i also not haven't really listened to much of their albums i think yeah. i heard one or two of their newer stuff yeah maybe it was on like snl or something one of those kind of performances and i remember not really digging it yeah um so yeah i would love to hear more about that and for me a good example of that kind of stuff and i didn't necessarily want to bring it up, them up because i'm such a huge fan is led zeppelin yeah yeah and i feel like i would be totally biased about everything because i love every single album yeah um i haven't listened to coda though because that was after bottom died and it seemed like they just kind of grabbed like grabbed a bunch of scraps of songs that they never really released but um yeah so we got more to talk about yeah let's bring this back for a part two definitely and uh yeah we'll we'll dive more we'll have a lot more to talk about absolutely good but uh all right well thank you how long how long did we go we went pretty we're about like an hour and four minutes but Uh, after editing who knows yeah yeah we're yeah after editing we'll edit it down to two minutes we'll have 30 seconds 30 seconds of me rambling perfect (laughs) all right well hope you guys enjoyed it yeah thanks for listening guys and stay tuned for part two when we record that peace